hello friends. This is an Apple Music interview version of the world-famous Emo Dad podcast. What does this mean? No music. Why? Apple doesn't let us play songs. Does it sound a bit weird when we introduce a song and nothing happens? Nah. But, you know, you still get the conversation and all the good times. For the full version, switch on over to Spotify and search Emo Dad. Thanks and enjoy the episode. I wonder if Stu can Ooh. hear us. Hello. Ah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> How's, it, How's going? it going? Yeah, we're good. Good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, I'm just out in the middle of the street. <laughs> That's fine. Let me know if it's too. <laughs> let me know if it's too loud. If it's too loud for you. Can you hear the the traffic? Is there okay? Can't can't hear any yet. Brilliant. You're not like in the middle of the road or something. <laughs> no, not right now. Maybe later, depending on how this goes, you know. <laughs> Great. That's well, a good start. <laughs> yeah. We we've never had anyone Thanks run over again. on the uh, nah. on the pod before. Well, you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the world famous Emo Dad podcast. My name is Matt. My name is James. And this is 10,000 Summers by No Devotion. Well, yeah. Um, Hello, Stuart Richardson, and welcome to the Emo Dad podcast from (laughs) a street in Portland. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. We're really thrilled yeah, you're yeah. with us. Thank, um, you, thank you. Thank you. We um so we start all our interviews off the same way, uh, with the same question, yeah. which is um, what is your earliest memory of music? Uh, let me think. I'm pretty old, so for me it's probably the, the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Nice. Queen. Yes. You know what I mean? I that was that was yeah that was the first thing I remember going holy shit and then like my parents bought me the bought me the soundtrack and I was I remember there was like instrumental songs on there and like kind of fight songs on there and all this different kind of stuff and it just really kind of made me realize that music could be you know it could be soft it could be quiet it could be you know it could have all these different emotions and experiences on an album so that, that was like you know as corny as that song is you know, it, it really kind of opened my eyes to like music being a very kind of transformative kind of, you know, it can take you places, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I would close my eyes and listen to that record. And then the first record I actually bought was um, Scary Monsters by David Bowie. Um, with like Ashes to Ashes and, you know, um, It's No Game and songs like that. And that really got me interested in sound, even if like, you know, like, five years old or wherever I was you know what I mean just being really kind of into just how crazy things could sound you know and I feel like you know when I heard Nine Inch Nails years later I was like well I know you girl all from <laughs> you know what I mean it was <laughs> you know I, I'm you know we're British so like I you know I grew up with like Joy Division and I grew up with right. you know New Order and 
12 inches you know what i mean and you know and like all that kind of like culture so yeah it was, it was that that's my earliest memory of like pretty much david bowie and, and queen stuff like that and where were you um were you finding these records was it in the local like Woolworths or similar yeah yeah i was um like to be honest with you i probably bought scary monsters because he was dressed up as a clown you know nice. what I mean? yeah, that's fair you know? yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> i was really young you know what i mean and i remember yeah. seeing the ashes to ashes video on like top of the pops and i just thought it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen you know and then um and then from then on i was like a lifelong david bowie fan so um but yeah it was just buying stuff from Woolworths and you know getting stuff from the library you know you know definitely yeah. no internet back then you know so just just kind of borrowing friends you know borrowing records off your friends copying tapes you know you know it's you know the whole the whole thing you know yeah we uh remember it well <laughs> yeah it was, good, it was it was a, it was it was a good time you know it's like right now like i'm not going to complain about anything you know but like it's really hard to kind of know what to listen to sometimes because it's just too much you know so it's you know it's it's hard to kind of find your little your niche and things you know it's you know like back then you kind of had more of a niche you kind of had your friends who listen to the same kind of music whereas now like i said it's not a bad thing it's just it's just different, you know, and it, it, for me, it's just something I haven't still got used to. You, you know what I mean? You know, just yes. like my kids, love, you know, it's the way my kids like discover music is, you know, through TikTok probably, you know. And yeah. To me, that yeah. to me, that's insane. You know, like the 30 second <laughs> song kind of thing. But, you know, that's, you know, I'm sure like if I tell them my story, you know, I have known my story. in cool guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they they don't understand my story either. You know, it's just a generational thing. So it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, did what you? So you've, um, so David Bowie, big David Bowie fan. Queen. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was the kind of music? Did did you consider that music to be yours, or do you remember when you like if you found like metal or rock music? Yeah. What was the kind um, of music that you remember thinking like, this is mine. This is really talking to me. Um, that that stuff actually felt like mine. I didn't realize quite how big David Bowie and Queen was at that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but like, I, I I grew I grew up in a really small town in Wales, uh, the okay. one in the Rhondda Valleys. You know, like two streets and then like mountains for miles. You know, nothing around, nothing to right. do. So nobody else was listening to that stuff. So that really did feel like mine. And you know, I would for every birthday I would get like a David Bowie kind of book. And I would look at every photo, you know what I mean? And just kind of yeah. obsess over like how we recorded things and where he was doing it and how we started, you know, and just, just kind of really get into that. And then I think when I got a little older, I got into, what was I into? Like I said, I was into Joy Division and The Cure and everything. And then I got mm -hmm. into Metallica somehow. Somebody played me Metallica and I was like, this is fucking amazing, you know? <laughs> And then, <laughs> then, then, then it was, Anth I think it was Anthrax first, then Metallica, and then Slayer was like way too heavy for me at first. Right. I couldn't, I could not like understand, I could, it didn't even sound like music at first. And then one day it clicked and then I was just a thrash metal kid for a while, you know, and then it was kind of, you know, by the time Pantera come around, I was kind of over it. You know what I mean? It was, you know, right. you know, as, as great as Pantera were, you know, it was, I was like, I think by the time Far Beyond Driven come out, I was more interested in listening to like Portis Head and you know what I mean and DJ Shadow and things like that. I feel like I, you know, interesting. Yeah, at, at a point, it's like 
there's only so much the genre can give you until you become saturated. You know what I mean? And that's not to like neglect any great bands out there. I was just like, okay, I've, I've heard guys shouting over guitars now. I'm, I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, it's, you know, like, and like I said, not against anybody else. It's just like, you know, it's just, that was just kind of my journey, you know? And at, at that point I was more into like, like I said, more into hip hop. I was really into like company flow, which LP turned into the guy from um, running the jewels. But like, Okay. Uh, around around 1996, I, I was playing guitar the whole time, and then I sold downboard samplers. Uh, when I, when I actually joined Lost Profits, I didn't even have a bass. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I had sample. <laughs> I, I had um, I had samplers, and I was more interested in making like instrumental hip hop and things. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was kind of a weird kind of thing that I knew the guys from Lost Profits, and I was friends with them. And they, I was working in the studio, and they came up to the studio. And then um, I picked up the bass and they were like, dude, you should play bass and Mike should play guitar. I was like, I don't even have a bass. <laughs> so <laughs> I, bought, I borrowed Mike's bass and then Mike borrowed a guitar of somebody and we just kind of, that was that, you know, it just kind of happened like just a bunch of friends making music. It was pretty, pretty easy going, you know? Yeah, amazing. It sounds like that. Um, so this yeah. would be kind of 1998? Yeah, 1997, 1998, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. So, like, 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, like, like, like 10 years ago. No, 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when I saw Emo Dad, I was like, oh, you definitely got the dad part, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that a sure. requirement? Uh, no. Show? No, okay. we're, we're cool. We, we'll take yeah. any sort of elder emo <laughs> conversation. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of mums and dads, let's, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, yeah. I think, like, it's really interesting when you talk about, like, like coming in with sequences or samplers, because it feels yeah. like at that time, like, that was... Rock music was very interested in being very experimental. Like, yeah, every yeah. band would have that component of sort of yeah electronic yeah, experimentation yeah it was it was cool at that point like i didn't see any difference between refused and radiohead right but cool you know what i mean to me it was all kind of people just expressing themselves with different instruments you know and you know just putting everything together it was it was you know we look back now and everybody just thinks olympus did you know what i mean but it's like they're actually right. they were actually a lot of really great bands doing that kind of thing you know and uh unfortunately the one we remember is or fortunately, depending on your outlook, the one we remember <laughs> is Limp Bizkit. You know what I mean? You know, so, yeah. 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 And I think from what I remember, like Linkin Park had a similar thing. Like they were making hip hop on sequences and samplers yeah. and things and then sure, added yeah. guitars later as it sort yeah. of moved into a, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was definitely more exciting to me to do that, you know, because like I said, you know, after a while of playing guitar, it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like it, to me, to me, I'm like, I always consider myself more of a songwriter than like a, like a, you know, like a instrument player. If that makes okay. any sense. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say I'm great on any instrument, you know, but I can play enough to write songs, right. which is all I really cared about. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just sitting there writing songs. Like to me, that, that's what trans, to me, that's where, you know, stokes my fire. You know, like if somebody is into watching someone play guitar, then that's cool too, you know, but for me, it, it doesn't do anything to me, but, that's not to knock it for anybody else, you know? Sure. It's a, it's a means to be able to express the song. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, do you remember the name of the first song you wrote? Uh, 
so they had about five of us oh, that I wrote myself. It's probably called something like yes or that. Or <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay. Something, something All right. Stupid, like some death metal song when I was like fourteen or something. You know what I mean? You know, Brilliant. like yeah, just yeah. disgusting lyrics about how can I upset many as many people as possible? You know, probably <laughs> like Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like thirty yeah. second like Napalm Death songs. You know, I couldn't yeah. play. You know, so it's like let's just you know yeah, but Napalm Death were like twenty eight second songs. We could do that. Right. You know, and then it was like, you know, yeah, just terrible lyrics, just out to offend everybody, you know, which, you know, which is that what you do when you're 14. Yes. But I think the first, the first song we wrote with Lost Prophets when I joined was probably, I think, like, Fake Son of Progress, maybe. Okay. You know? It's a, it's a good song to start we, with. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was because I, I was a little bit older than those guys. Like, I think at that time, like, Ian was 19, maybe, and Mike was 19, and I was like 23. You know, and Lee was in the middle, like 21, 22. So, you know, I was like, guys, you guys could be really good if you just kind of reined her in a little bit. You know what I mean? If you just kind of like, you know, like, let's, let's try and do structures more. You know, and I, like I said, I was working in the studios. So I was working with bands every day. So I kind of got like a fast track to like learning what didn't work. You know, seeing other bands okay. kind of <laughs> make bad <laughs> mistakes. You know what I mean? You're like, well, that doesn't work. You know? So, so, so um, it, yeah it was cool like I, I think that was the first song we wrote where we tried to write like a quote-unquote song you know what I mean you know and it was based around like a, a police kind of whole progression basically that was okay. that was like one of the that was one of the bands at the time that we all could agree on but you know from our from our childhood like the police was a band that really influenced us all you know so and then it went everywhere from there you know then it was like Snapcase and Refuse and you know like Texas the reason you know get a kids right. you know um, incubus you know whatever you know like corn even you know what i mean as much as i you know all the bands which ain't cool you know what i mean which you know everybody actually listened to you know what i mean so yeah. uh, but yeah, you can't sure. say oh, i know no i never listened to that band i don't know what you're talking about no no i never liked them at all you know? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 not me no 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 i would never listen to that i mean sorry some of that first limp biscuit record slap you know what i mean <laughs> for sure but, uh, hell yeah but uh, awesome. after the after, after that first record yeah okay good good night you know <laughs> but uh you know yeah whatever so um yeah that was that was the first song i think we wrote together really you know which kind of informed the way forward for us you know whereas like we could actually you know maybe like in wales at that point if you didn't sound like a stereophonist cover band then you couldn't play a show right. you know what i mean yeah you know right. what i mean and it was like it was it was all about oasis and it was all about stereophonics well you know and they're both great bands and i love both those bands but you know, I was like, that's not really who we are, you know, so we just started playing our friends, you know, kind of like basement shows, pretty much, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. to play punk clubs, and, you know, I think we played to, like, 30 people everywhere in all these basements, and then when we finally played Reading, I think, in 2001, it's almost like all those 30 people from those, all those things showed up to that show, and the tent fell down. You know, because it was, right, it was yep. like just like thousands of people just showed up to watch us, which was fucking insane. And I, I remember like trying to stay, I remember trying to stay in time with our drummer because I was like, why the fuck is he playing this beat? And I realized it was people knocking the post back into the tent. It was the hammer hitting like the, the big studs no. you know, to keep the tent from falling down. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fucking intense, you know? So yeah. like the beginning of the band was probably one of the most exciting, thrilling times of my life. You know, just, just kind of taking something at the time, which was so kind of against the grain and so kind of 
uncool. You, you know what I mean? Especially in like the anime kind of media, you know, just to mm -hmm. be like, oh, you, you guys play guitars and you know what I mean? It's like, and you kind of heavy, you know, we're like, that phone's rip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you guys are missing, you guys are missing out on a lot of cool music just by being so fucking, you know, blinded, you know, by just quote unquote cool, for, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think like, if you, if you were around the music scene of that time, I, I don't think, I don't think I can quite adequately explain how different the music was in yeah. the UK to what was happening in America and therefore how like what a breath of fresh air it was yeah but lost for profits sure. in the scene at that time nobody else was doing that I think no no yeah yeah I, that's the thing it's like you know everyone's like well you just sound like this band this band so, yeah but not not in the UK we don't yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we we, we we just wore all our influences on our sleeves and i think that's why people like this we were you know we were like you know to, to quote to quote like a you know a new buzzword we were authentic you know what i mean it was like right. at that point and i think that's why people like this we were pretty naive and pretty like quote-unquote uncool but that's what kind of made us cool i guess you know what i mean it was just we just didn't care you know right. we look kind of stupid and we look goofy but like whatever you know it's like that's you know 20 years ago 25 years ago so mm. You know, yeah, it was it was a fun time. Such um, a fun time. If we could kind of choose a song to play from around that time that kind of um, reminds you of that period or sends you right back there, what would you um, what would you like to hear? Um, for that time, it'd probably be "Guns Blazing" by Uncle. For me, okay. It, the All only right. trouble with that is it has like a minute long intro, so I don't know if you can cut that. <laughs> but that, but um, to me, that's one of the greatest like rock hip hop songs ever, you know. And I, I never see it get mentioned anywhere, and it's like probably got the gnarliest beat, and just, just it's just amazing. Like so, that song I'll probably rather be dead by refused if that's easier to play. <laughs> you know, oh, like, well. Yeah, I mean, we've you know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, you're you're pushing my buttons in two different areas, and now I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think we're gonna do both because we have the power, yeah. and people cool. can um and people can fast forward or change or whatever they want. So yeah. this, so yeah. and, and and if you want to slap, you know, um, caboose by snapcasing as well, you know, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> That's yeah. that is fine. That's absolutely yeah. what we can do. Um, so uh, everybody listening, please enjoy "Guns Blazing" by Uncle. Rather be dead by refused, and a song that I've forgotten by Snapcase. But it'll be yeah, here because we'll listen back and we'll remember <laughs> what it was. Please yeah. enjoy. Oh, you can pick any. You can listen to them and pick the one you like the most because all Snapcase songs are great. I <laughs> I concur. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I saw awesome. I saw Uncle play at the uh, the Astoria like a billion years ago. Um, yeah. With Idleworld or some some weird lineup like that. That sounds like an, about right. Yeah. They, an they enemy thing. Them, yeah, they definitely aligned themselves with all that. You know, like I mean, we did an enemy to it too. You know, I'm not like I said, I'm not knocking any of that stuff. Like I. I love all kinds of music and all genres, you know, I've never really had a problem with any of that stuff. You know, it's kind of seems ridiculous to me when people argue about genres and bands, you know, mm. but um, yeah, I mean, Uncle were incredible. You know, the, the, the first DJ Shadow record introducing like blew my mind, you know, and like, I think, I don't know if it's nostalgia, but that and the first Portishead record to me are like 
the, the pinnacle of kind of that kind of scene, you know, like I still think people haven't like beat it emotionally, you know, like you might have yeah. beat her on some kind of like technical level, but the emotion in those two records is, is fucking unreal, you know, you know, like yeah. I said, it's probably just nostalgia, but there was, I don't know, they just seemed to like mine a fucking love vein, you know, at that point. For sure, for sure. Um, so uh, you guys, when you brought out the fake sound of progress, I mean, the band yeah. bl- blew up pretty quickly, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what were those early days like for you guys in the band? Was it kind of expected or were you surprised by the, the newfound attention? I mean, it was only ever ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, this yeah. shouldn't be happening to us. This is hilarious. Everything was kind of like a joke. You know what I mean? It just it just mm. seemed very unreal. And it's all I dreamt of doing my whole life was yeah. being in a band and, you know, doing this. But and that's why I continue to do it. It's like I got bitten by the bug really early and I wouldn't yep. know what else to do in my life. But it was just so unreal and so... We would we we had like fake arrogance and we would kind of like joke that yeah of course this should happen to us and that's kind of the persona we give out and we trusted the people knew it was a joke you know mm-hmm. what I mean but um yeah it was it was it was beyond our wildest dreams you know like we were I think someone said we played like a we played a show in L A we did like a um what do they call it like a showcase and everybody from every record label was there. They're like, if they bombed that building, there'd be no music industry. You know? oh, wow. <laughs> ever, ever, everybody was watching us, you know, because, you know, and it's, it's not because we're, we're a great band or anything. It was just like, if one guy wants you, then everybody wants you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sharks, you know, fighting over fucking chum, you know, and that's kind of why we <laughs> felt like, a lot, like, that's what a lot of bands feel like, you know, you just feel like chum in the water, you know? So um, it was just ridiculous and, and exhilarating and amazing and, and fucking, you know, beyond my wildest dreams it was it was it was incredible like because that i met my wife you know and now i live in america you know like it's it's it changed my life you know so it was it was it was amazing like there's i remember like we played a show in australia and i look over to my right and i see james hatfield like nodding along you know what nice. i mean to the music yep. and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> like that's the only time i've ever had like complete completely starstruck to the point of like can't talk like I, after that show, I went back to the dressing room and he was in our dressing room and I opened the door. I went, fuck. And I walked straight back out. I was like, no fucking way am I meeting James Hatfield. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You know? So it was, it was, it was crazy. And then luckily he offered us to tour with him. So we toured with Metallica and like, you know, oh if he told goodness. like, thir- if he told 30 year old me that I was going to tour with Metallica one day, like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 It's fucking crazy. Like when I think back to all that stuff, it was, yeah, I, I can't even put into words how surreal and amazing it was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is where I'm going to embarrass myself a little bit. Um, or not. Or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I yeah, lost, yeah. Yeah. I must have seen Lost Profits over 30 times um, <laughs> back in the day. Um including flying out to New York, which I'll come back to. Damn. I've got okay. a question about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What year but, was that? Um, oh, good question. It must have been like 2004. Yeah. It was when you played with the Apex Fury. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Irving Plaza. 2002, maybe? Two, oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it was before knows. Star something. I think, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I've got a question about that in a minute. Quite a niche okay. uh, question, but it's been bothering okay. me for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, we're kind of, you guys had this incredible success. Uh, yeah. Sold, I think, like, it's probably a lot more now since uh, the Wikipedia was updated, but like three, over three and a half million albums world, ro- worldwide. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think it stopped there. <laughs> okay, it stopped there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Top 10 singles. Um, yeah. Number one single on the US alternative songs chart. Is that? Yeah. I have to say, yeah, I don't that was know right. yeah, what yeah, that I, is. I think, um, <laughs> I think it was Last Train Home, I think, was... was yeah, I, I remember yep. I just started dating my, you know, my, my girlfriend, my wife, and then she, you know, we met before, like, she didn't know my band was, she didn't give a shit. And then I went off okay. and we went, you know, I went over to meet, you know, I went over to like hang out with her and then we put on the radio and like Last Train Home was on and they were like, this is the number one single. <laughs> and nice. I was like, holy shit, holy shit, this is fucking wild. So yeah, and I think Thursday had um, signals in the air at the same time as well. So we were always like, they were number one one week and then we were number one and we were like swapping around, you know, so it's kind of crazy how that shit happens, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and uh, so so you had all that incredible success. Yeah. And then obviously the thing happens that we won't talk about. Um, yeah. But, but I, I was interested to kind of ask, how close were you guys to kind of splitting up in the years leading up to the end of the band? Because I know it was obviously quite turbulent yeah um, i mean so many times like okay i i would say i would say unfortunately from 2004 onwards you know oh wow it's kind of okay. like yeah it, it just like it was so much fun and then when we tried to write the second rack when we tried to write liberty's transmission that's when we realized that ian fully believes he was a rock star you know mm. what i mean from from it being like this kind of like jokey kind of thing that couldn't happen to us he fully bought into it all Okay. You know what I mean? And and it was like, dude, this is fun. This is not, you know, this might only last this long. This might be it. You know what I mean? Like, so let's have some fun. And, you know, he started, you know, dating like Fern Cotton and dating all these models and doing all that stuff. And he was like, Well, I'm in that world now. I'm like, I'm a rock star. Mm-hmm. And started to become bitter at everybody. Like at that point, we toured with Mike Chemical Romance and um they were supporting us on a tour. And they released Helena. And I remember hearing Helena for the first time. And I was like, well, everybody's fucked. Because <laughs> that, <song laughs> that song just beat everybody. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, it was yeah. the fuck. It was like, holy shit, dudes. That song is fucking outrageous. You know what I mean? And uh, he just becomes so bitter of like Gerard and all these bands and then Jared Leto. And you know, he, he just turned into this fucking, like, I, I, I was watching, this is probably a, you can tell my dad. I was watching The Little Mermaid, my children, and there's a point where there's like these lost souls and they're all kind of like crumpled little like weeds of like evil. And I was, yeah. that's kind of what, that's kind of what Ian turned into. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just this, just this horrible fucking bitter person. And, you know, we, you know, we loved him because, you know, we all did this together. So we were always like, hey, dude, you got to snap out of this. Like, this isn't important. Like, you know, we're all brothers, but, you know, but it just becoming and like intolerable to be around him you know and mm. at that point we were making enough money that he was just kind of doing his own thing you know and booking his own hotels and you know just just doing whatever the fuck he wanted to because he could and you know like a friend you know like um ian wood ian wood wrote a book called bodies and you know he said 
basically in the book, he, you know, the book gave me a lot of kind of closure because he was like, Ian was allowed to get away with it because that's a rock star's act. Yeah. Everybody kind of, everyone was like, hey, he's just being a rock star. Like, what's your problem? And I was like, whoa, he's acting like a fucking douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the guy I know. He's acting like a fucking douchebag. Like, you know, to me, a rock star was always like a derogatory term. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, you're being a fucking rock star. You know, like, yeah. don't be an asshole. You know, and like to him, that was like aspirational. You know, so, right. you know, that that's where they kind of, that's where we kind of, you know, everybody else in the, in the band was like, that's not what we want. You know, we just want to kind of make music and have fun and, you know, like, lift people's spirits for a night you know what I mean? and you know kind of that you know that's really where it's all about you know and yeah he just kind of bought into the whole you know the, the mythic kind of aspect of it all and you know sadly just fucking rotted his brain and then add drugs to that a few years later and you know well here we are you know mm-hmm. and did were you guys like um discussing like i don't know getting another singer or starting a new I mean, band or I, I, I think around 2010, I think, was when, like, we pretty much quit. You know what I mean? It was like, mm. okay, you know, and um, I was going to produce the right. I, I produced the Betrayed, and that was so fucking hard to do. That, like, I was like, I can't do another one. And then I had a wish list of, like, producers, and I wanted Ken Andrews from Failure to do the next record. And if he wasn't going to do it, then I didn't want to. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then he said, yes. And I was like, okay, let's go back in. This is going to be amazing, because... Ken Andrews is a fucking genius. <laughs> and mm. we went in and I think we brought Ken. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so I think around around that time it was kind of like we should get Alan from Kids in Glass Houses to sing. You know, and um, okay. we, we love we love Alan, do you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, maybe we can continue with him. And then we were kind of thinking about doing that. And then obviously, you know, that was around the time that you know everything happened. So, you know, yeah. it was just yeah, you know, like we were all just praying like Ian was going through a phase of like mm, yeah, you know, but it was it was like okay, this phase is going on a long time right now. Going on for a while now. You know, yeah. Yeah. And then we started finding like, you know, like I'm pretty sure he was like smoking crack. You know, like I I, I think right. the, the the thing I noticed with, with Ian was he was super, super influenced by everything going on around him. Mm. So, you know, that's when he becomes jealous. Like at one point he started looking like Gerard. And then he started looking like, you know, Russell Brand. And then I right. think Pete Doherty was like the coolest guy in Britain and he was smoking crack. So I guess if you've got to be cool, you've got to smoke crack, right? I think that's how his brain was. You know what I mean? He was so insecure yes. about things that, that he thought that's what people wanted. It's like, well, if I smoke crack, people will like me. You're like, dude, are you fucking, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, like, obviously I didn't know he was smoking crack, but I'm like, you know, I can, you know, it's like, are you fucking for real like is that what was going through your brain because i know that's what was going through his brain right you know and you know it's a shame like someone is that insecure that, that you know but i mean you know fuck you're like it's just you know that music attracts a lot of weird personalities you know it's like you know it's an escape for a lot of people from a lot of things and i think he was clearly trying to escape from something you know and just yeah just fucking just just rotted it's like he decomposed in front of us mm. you know and you know uh, you know we, we had interventions we tried to help him so much at some point you're like this guy is helpless you know yep. there's nothing we can do for him you know and it was i mean i have so much so much regret because like there's a part of me is like i you know maybe we could stop this from happening mm-hmm. but i you know like i'm full of regret for all for so many reasons you know but uh 
it's just you know if someone's on a path of destruction fuck you know like i unfortunately there's nothing you do to stop them you know no matter how hard you try no matter what you do they they just that's that's just the way it's going to go sometimes you know yeah. Yeah. i just i just wish it didn't end up the way it did for sure yeah yeah, yeah you know like when, when the yeah it's like when the when the band broke up everyone's like i'm so sorry i was like i don't miss the band you know what i mean it, it's it's just like i just wish it didn't have to be this way yeah, i just right. wish like he wasn't such a fucking disgusting human being you know like I, you know I, I feel yeah you know like, fuck you know yeah and yeah, with um, because because I know you've <laughs> you've spoken before, and the other guys spoken before about kind of his performances and stuff during that time. Um, which yeah. I mean, I I remember seeing kind of some yeah. shows, and you're thinking something's not quite right here. But you couldn't quite obviously as a fan, you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. brings me back to that Irving Plaza show. So really going to test your memory now. Okay. Um. Yeah. But I really, I really vividly remember um, Jamie kind of stepping up and almost being like the front man for that show. Um, right. And it had a, I, I loved it because it had like a, it was like you guys were, were being a hardcore band for a night or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jamie was it, always like super into hardcore. Yeah, it was wicked. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then kind of in hindsight, I was wondering, was that a kind of, um, I don't know, a way of, pushing ian to one side because he wasn't performing or am i reading there, too much there, into that no no there would there would be like there would be times where like you know something would happen in the day you know it could be something like nothing dark you know what i mean it's just mm -hmm. like you're so frat like here's the thing with like you know i don't want to be like poor me because i'm on tour and i'm you know living my best life but like yeah. being on tour is like one of the most mentally exhausting and taxing things you'll ever do. You know, like okay. there can be days where like you can be freaking out over like somebody giving you the wrong milk in your coffee. You can be like a fucking <laughs> feel like a death threat to you. You know what I mean? It's just you're so spent, you yeah. know, and just, you know, so it, it could have just been the thing where like Ian was just fucking fried on something. And mm -hmm. he just was like, I don't feel like this today. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, like we like there's a couple of we did a show the other day where like we just, you know, I love being on Thursday and we all love playing shows, but we just couldn't find the vibe. You know what I mean? And it's just, mm. it is where it is, you know? And it's, you know, maybe just that day, like Ian's just was not in the right frame, you know, right, like mindset, you know? Because, you know, it's, being on stage is like a huge confidence game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to go on stage and you have to be like, I, you know, like, you have to have like a, a kind of measure of self-talk, which is like, I deserve to be here. Like, you know, people are here to see, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm here for them as well. You know, it's like a mutual contract. You know what I mean? Of like, you know, like, okay, you paid enough to respect me to come here and I'm going to do the same by giving you, I'm going to play my heart out for you, you know? And mm. some days you just can't summon that energy. So it could have been as, as like simple as that, you know, or it could have been any other reason. But at that point, he, he was completely straight edge and, Okay. You know, I don't think I don't think we were like big enough at that point where he would be like a totally maniac. You know, so <laughs> well I enjoyed know, it either so. way. So <laughs> well, thank you, good. thank you, thank you. That's my very that's my very long answer. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. It's something that, yeah. as I said, I you know, it's bothered me. You know, kept me up at night for God knows how many years, <laughs> twenty years. So now now yeah, I can yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think sometimes. I think like Jamie and Ian had like a healthy kind of um, competition as well mm. with each other. You okay. know what I mean? And I, you know, like there was definitely like, you know, 
Jamie would like to fucking like antagonize people a lot in, in like a kind of in a kind of friendly way but yeah. also kind of like you know like yo I'm giving 100% what's your fucking problem you know Jamie always found a way to give 100% right you know so you know and I, I try to too but you know there's days where I'm just kind of like alright I guess I'm fucking punching the clock on this show you know <laughs> when, you know <laughs> Whether you want to or not, you know, it's like, that's not what you want to do. But just some days you just can't summon the fucking vibe, you know? Like, sure, sure. You yeah. know, like, I, I always, like, I, you know, I always think of, like, a show is, like, kind of like going surfing. Sometimes you just catch a wave and sometimes you're just sitting in the ocean bobbing around, you know, mm. hoping you don't get bit by sharks, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time you get on a surfboard and you have fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does the, the music make you feel now? Um, I can't listen to it for many reasons, you know. It's yeah, just we wondered about. Yeah, that. yeah. It's like, you know, I'm super proud of it. You know what I mean? I'm super proud of what we did, especially the first two records. You know, mm-hmm. after that, it become, you know, it just it just become it's like that's the trouble when you become like quote unquote a big band. There's so much expectation, mm-hmm. but really, what you should do is say, okay, we we've, we've kind of got everybody's attention now. Let's do what we want. You know, but right. I think most bands they do the, they do the opposite. It's like, oh, we got everybody's attention now. Let's give them what they want. And it's like, no, they already have what they want everywhere else. You know, we got to give them what we want. You right. know, and that was that. Then you know, that's where like Ian's insecurity came in. It's like, well, we have to give them this, this, and this. So I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? We give them. You know, we tell them what's cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's that's that that's the transaction. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll bring, we'll give you this. You tell us if you like it or not. You know, it's like that's where it should be about. You know, and, you know, I, I produce bands. And that's the thing I tell them. It's like, do you want a hit song or do you want a career? You know, you can't really have both. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you, you know, you can have one hit song, maybe. You know what I mean? Which will give you a career, but don't chase hit songs the rest of your life. Otherwise, you'll end up like bleep band and bleep band. I could t- talk about off the air, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we all know those bands where you can just hear them. Just hit, they just hit chasing hits. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is nothing to do with what you started out as. And I'm pretty sure everyone in the band is bummed that they're playing this song. <laughs> you know, you know, you you see those bands, right? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know those bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody listening right now is just thinking of those bands too. <laughs> We're all probably thinking of the same bands. Yeah. But you know, anyway. Um, so normally we would we would play a song. Well, I'd like to play a song, um, but based yeah. on the the answer you just gave to that last question. Uh, happy yeah. to not play a Lost Profits song, so I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Um, what, how, what, what should we do? Were there any kind of bands that you really loved from your time um, when you were touring with that band, or like I don't know, you spent uh, a lot of time maybe, with? Me, maybe we could play. Let me, yeah, let me think. Um, God, we played with so many cool bands. I wouldn't even start. Yeah, we put um, you on the spot now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, um, I mean, you could you could play. Um, no, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, you got me right now. I just I, yeah. I can't pick anybody right now. I'm no sorry. Stress. Um, it's 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 no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. We will. Um, yeah, yeah. What we'll do is we will look. We will have a little look, and we'll find something yeah. that we think is appropriate from uh, your support bands. We'll drop something in. We could we could throw in a kids yeah. in glass houses song. I was I was just thinking probably kids on the blackout. You know what I mean? Just for like Fine. just 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 keep you know keep it Welsh and keep it my friends. Right? Yeah. That's playing well, blackout. There's like fucking love Sean. 
you know okay. so, but are you yeah you can play raiders if you want to play his new stuff you know but like yeah let's let's give sean some love because he's the fucking best well uh we will stick in let's go raiders let's uh so this okay. is a song yet to be decided by okay. raiders maybe animal animal right. by raiders perfect yeah 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 cool love you sean <laughs> um yes sean stop taking all of our guests sean on the seven podcast. <laughs> 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 um yeah good times have, have, you, have you had sean on yet not yet if you're listening well, sean guy, you're welcome he... you're welcome yeah, yeah, sean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, on, he's the best yeah no that would that would be a really good time yeah. Um, so immediately after the band ends, I say immediately because it feels like immediately, no devotion. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've read that you, you, you said that like that was your immediate feeling is you wanted to start something else. Yes. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, like at that point, Luke was in the band, you know, was in you know both bands, and uh, he was just like we, you know, he was he he was like you have all these songs that didn't work for Lost Prophets, like let's let's like let's finish those songs. And okay. I was like, okay, so at, at that point, it was just me and Luke kind of writing songs real quick. You know what I mean? Like, right. And um, you know, and I was singing on it, and we didn't know what the fuck we were gonna do with it. You know what I mean? And then okay. uh, we did that. We did that for like a month. And I was like, well, I'm clearly not a singer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and that's, you know, that's not what I want to do anyway. But it was just a good way to have fun. You know, I was still living in Los Angeles. You know, so it was in my bedroom or in my small apartment. You know what I mean? Just making these songs. And then um, I think the one song we kept was Edition. Was like a, was like a riff that like Luke started. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of chopped it up and turned into, you know, what it's turned into. And then we had that song. And at that point, we hadn't really talked to Lee about anything. He was like off the radar. And then Jamie came to visit and he heard and he liked it. And then Mike was like, I have this riff. And it was like the riff to eyeshadow. So, okay. you know, we, we wrote that song real quick. And it was like, oh, we got a couple of songs. And then we started to jam. Then we sent stuff to Lee. And Lee was like, oh, I've got a song. You know, and it, it just kind of just like, oh, I guess. Well, fuck. We have we have some songs right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know what? What do we do this? And like a friend, you know, our friend, our manager, um, Karen, was like, "Do you mind if I send these to people?" And I was like, "I don't know about that." You know, and uh, might be too soon. You know, we don't want right. to kind of scare anybody off. You know, and she sent it to Jeff, and you know, Jeff has talked about it. You know, so I don't want to, you know. I'll paraphrase him, but it's basically like he didn't listen to it for months because <laughs> he was like, <laughs> fuck am I going anywhere near that band? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, which, which I understand completely. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And, and I think at that point he was more interested in kind of like interviewing us and making a documentary about like, you know, this tragedy basically. You know what I mean? Okay. And then, um, so we, we talked to him, but it was more based on that. And then, um, and he was, you know, he, he's the sweetest guy and he was like a really good fucking person to kind of have on, on side. Mm-hmm. And then um, he said he was in a van with his, you know, with Vinny from Movie Life. And um, he was telling the story what happened. And, you know, we toured with Movie Life. Actually, she played Movie Life song later. I love those guys. Um, but um, Vinny was like, well, let me hear him. And he's like, I haven't heard it yet. And he put it on. And Vinny was like, dude, 
if we ain't going to sing on this shit, then I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, and then Jeff, Jeff is like, Jesus, this is actually pretty good. You know what I mean? And I think he was shocked because he was thinking it would be like Lost Profits and it was more kind of Joy Division-y and kind of more dark. Mm. You know, and then he, then, he, then he flew out to hang out with us and he didn't realize it, but like I immediately like kidnapped him and took him to my, you know, took him into the, into my studio, which was my bedroom apartment to like record vocals pretty much the second he got off a plane, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I wasn't exactly in the right mind at that point. And then uh, right. I played him all these other songs we had, you know, and I had, I had like Grand Central and I had, you know, like Lee had Night Drive kind of going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he had all these ideas and he was just, you know, he was just vibing and all that. And then we got together for a month. And um, my friend Joby is in a band called The Bronx. Mm-hmm. And um, he let us use his studio while they were on tour. So like, shout out to Joby for like letting us have his place. And wow. uh, we, we, we kind of camped there for a week. We, we slept in his studio. And, um, you know, we, we wrote basically the album, the first album in the studio over a week. And at that point, it was clear, you know, that we had a band. And that's kind of how that happened. So. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, and like, there was a lot of songs like, uh, you know, I want to be your God. I think I wrote in like 2005, you know what I mean? And, you know, I couldn't oh. fit in, I couldn't fit into Lost Profits. And then I wrote Stay in like 2009 and I couldn't fit down to Lost Profits. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, they were already written, kind of done. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. Jeff kind of took those and sung over those, you know, so it was a very kind of like, that was, you know, No Devotion has always kind of been closer to what i would want to do personally you know what i mean you know from you know going all the way back to like the first david bowyer record you know what i mean like i can hear elements of david bowyer and all my stuff you know what i mean like i've stole so much from him (laughs) (laughs) like all the, 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 the drum sounds and the weird keyboard sounds and you know like you know so yeah it's you know no devotion is more of like a pure expression of what i do and you know because you know because I've done the hits band and everything, and I've done that, I you know I realized, you know, that often said quote is like, I wish everybody could be famous for a minute to realize they don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it came to No Devotion, it was like, yeah, like I've done that. Like let's just write music for us. You know what right. I mean? Like you know, music is personal. You know, and it's like, you know, I don't I don't feel like a self indulgent, but it's definitely if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. You know you know what I mean? We're not trying to like entice your room with like hooks and 30 second songs you know what I mean? and you know it's like right okay you know like i know people have complained that the new record is eight songs but it's still longer than most people's records because <laughs> you know all the songs like you know all the songs like five minutes long it's like we try to put more songs on there but it just kind of go it just kind of felt disjointed it was like let's just keep this kind of dark you know maybe the next record will be 15 songs it'll all be fast who knows you know like we're, we're already writing so you know so yeah for sure and I, I have no problem with eight song records. Like that's how long they used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, was, that was kind of my thing. I was like, I was like, you know, Master Puppets is eight songs, Red Lightning right. is eight songs. You know what I mean? Like all the David Bowie songs are like short. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. to me, it's fine. It's to me, it's like that's enough sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm like, especially like the second No Devotion record, which is more of like kind of like. I almost feel like it's a soundtrack. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yes. You know, if you want to get, if you're in that headspace, then that that album will take you all the way through. You know, and sometimes like for me, it's like the Deftones. I love the Deftones, but my favorite mm. Deftones songs are like the slow jams. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm listening to a song. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fucking awesome. Then they do some like crazy, like kind of like you know, 
mathy, weird, fast song. And I'm like, ah, you just killed my vibe. (laughs) You just just fucking killed my vibe, you know? So, you know, so, you know, and that's a great song in its own right, but I'm just like, I wasn't in the mood for that, guys. You know? (laughs) For sure, for sure. Thank God for playlists. It's really interesting you bring up the Deftones because they, when they do step into that um, more kind of dreamscapey, shoegazy territory, like I've uh, I've read that a lot of those songs are written like as a reply to some of those Joy Division or um, yeah. New Order songs. Like he's he's yeah. literally taking the other side of an argument or the other side of a story. Um, That's amazing. And it's so interesting to to hear that. It, how much do you think that like creating a like you were saying like a soundscape or like a yeah. story is to the writing of your music um yeah for, for this for the second record like we just had movies on in the background all the time when we just you know we had like okay. screensavers up you know what i mean and we just try to like you know we'd have like two different movies on at once kind of thing you know and just like we we, we would just try and Lee would just put on some weird old French movie. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Lee, Lee just is like the biggest like cinema freak. You know what I mean? So okay. he would just put this on and we would just kind of watch it and kind of like, like love songs and flashes that Lee was written kind of, you know, as, as we were watching it, I came up with all these keyboard parts that I felt would fit the, the, the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we were kind of scoring like old movies, and, you know, just, just kind of having fun and trying to create music in a different kind of, headspace and you know like like i said you know well i didn't say but um from from the first record you know we you know luke wanted to tour more with no devotion and we were like this you know this can't happen so he he had to leave because he was like i want to be in a touring band right for me no devotion was like maybe it's a one and done kind of thing you know what i mean okay i you know i you know we had no idea you know and you know so and then Jamie was, you know, Jamie had to focus on his art and then you know, Mike's wife ha- has a great company that he was working with her. And it was just, it just become evident that it was just, well, I guess it's just the three of us now, mm-hmm. you know, like just, just organically, you know, like, you know, like Luke quit. Jamie kind of said, I can't do this anymore, but didn't quit, you know, and the door's open, you know, it's like, right. if they want to come, if anybody wants to come back and do anything, like it's, you know, the doors are open, you know, but for mm-hmm. now, just the three of us, we kind of, it's, it's a lot easier to write with three people and it's, there's a lot more kind of like telepathy going on almost Jeremy, when we're doing it. Okay. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, this is the first time I've had this kind of creative experience, you know, where we're like totally kind of on the same page, you know, it's usually somebody's fighting, you know what I mean? Some idea, right. but this one has been pretty, pretty simple. Like, you know, I, the, the best analogy I had for like, you know, someone being in a band is like, you know, everybody's hungry and mm-hmm. every, one guy wants to get Thai food. One guy wants to get like Indian food. One, so one guy wants to get Mexican food. You all have all the different ideas. And in the end, you all settle for fucking McDonald's. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's like you just settle for the fucking the worst thing, you know, just because everybody can agree on it. I'm like, that's the kind of thing I was saying about bands is like that, you know, those bands I was talking about where you can just, it's like, guys, you really create a McDonald's right now? You know, like, yeah, you know, you know, so, you know, it's, I guess, you know, it's, it was, yeah, just a lot easier to kind of do this with three people. So, yeah. 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 I really hear that. Um, let's, cool. let's, let's play some music. Um, what cool. would you like to play from the first record? Um, 
Let's think. I, let's put Night Drive. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, this is Night Drive by No Devotion. Love that um, song. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> love all, I love all songs. So, <laughs> what? Quick question: Why did the yeah, first yeah. album disappear from streaming? Because that upset uh, me immensely. Yeah, it upset us all. <laughs> um, the record label folded, and there was a lot of legal legalities. So everybody on that label basically got taken off streaming. So that that's what happened. So okay. it took us a while. Basically, the record label. So you know, story of my life. The, the record label folded the day the record came out. No. So 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 basically. You know, the No Devotion record was coming out, and like, you know, I produced a lot of it. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, I, we did a little bit with Alex Newport, but I ended up kind of, he did a great job, but like, he didn't see the same thing we saw. You know what I mean? So I ended up taking okay. over his sessions and then I ended up doing a lot of the stuff myself. You know what I mean? Self producing. Uh, so for me, it was like, if people didn't like it, then it was on me. You, you, know, what, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, right. Right, you know, you know, it's like, Nobody's blamed but me, you know. So, uh, mm. so the reviews started to come in, and I was like terrified. I was like, "A lot of people hate this record." Then I was already in a pretty fragile emotional state. I didn't know if I could take people hating the record, you know. So, so the morning—that's a long way of getting to this point. <laughs> the morning of the record release, all the reviews started to come out, and they're all positive, and it's all good. And I'm like, "Okay, I didn't let people down. Like, you know, that this is good. This is feeling good." And I'm about to get on a plane to go to play shows in Germany. Mm -hmm. And I get on the plane and I'm just reading the reviews and everybody's like wishing us good luck. And I'm like, okay, we beat the curse. It's, you know, like, it's, right. you know, this is amazing. You know, we're going to play shows like Frank Cotton and Rattlesnakes. You know what I mean? I was like, this is going to be amazing. And uh, I get on the plane and when I get off the plane, I have an email and it's like, uh, the, record label, the record label is folded. <laughs> the, the, the record oh isn't going to come out. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so it's like, went from this like, sense of euphoria to just like despair right. and then we were in we were in that uh, germany we were in the reaper bomb jeff goes out on his own ends up getting like mugged oh. and it was just like cool you know so we end up having to take him to like hospital because like yeah it was it was oh, it was all yeah it was just like cool okay so i guess that, <laughs> then we went on like a we did a little tour before that after that and we tried to do it and like I played a show drunk, which I never do. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm on stage kind of like wobbling around like a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Definitely not proud of that, you know? And then people will say, oh, I was at that show where you were drunk. I'm like, yeah, I was drunk because I was fucking depressed off my face. You know what mm. I mean? It's like, that was, that was my way of coping. Like, I'm glad you had fun <laughs> watching me be drunk. <laughs> and I'm glad, you know, but I was probably at the lowest point in my life right there. So uh, yeah, but you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it, I'm glad it amused you. <laughs> Uh, but you know it's just that you know that yeah after so, everything so, that had happened and then that all happens it's just uh, it's not yeah you know yeah, so i can't yeah, imagine so, and then then six months later we win best album <laughs> at the okay. Grand awards and it's like oh cool we just want our you know best album for an album that isn't on streaming and you can't buy anywhere cool <laughs> that, so i guess i guess we're done there can't be many bands you know, that can claim that <laughs> no 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 i mean you know what i mean like unluckiest guy in rock thank you very much you know, so. <laughs> but, it's like, but 
yeah, and a couple of months before that, like Gerard took us out on tour, you know what I mean? And he was super supportive, you know, and it was like, you know, we played these like sold out nights with Gerard Way at like Brixton and everything, you know, and the, you know, they were the best shows of my life, you know, like playing that, playing a comeback show in Cardiff, like, you know, the, the, like the emotional like resonance I felt, you know, from mm. playing those shows was like far beyond anything I'd experienced with any other band, you know? So, you know, it was like, okay, I guess we're done. You know, I, like, I felt like I closed, you know, I, we definitely closed the chapter. I thought we closed the book, mm-hmm. but you know, we just closed the chapter. And then over the next, I think about a year later, I was like, I'm just going to be like dad, you know, like, you know, like right. I was, I, I focused on like producing bands and I built a studio and I was mixing stuff. And I was like, I guess this is, you know, I've, I've done, I've done that thing now. Let's just go to the other side of the glass. You know what I mean? Like, let's just mm. do that. And I was home with my kids and it was fucking amazing. And then, you know, I started just kind of writing songs again, you know, and I sent Starlings, you know, from the new record to Jeff. And he was like, you bastard, I'm in. <laughs> it was like, Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. And I, you know, then Lee was like, oh, I've been writing stuff too. And he's like, oh, motherfucker, I'm in, you know. And uh, we, you know, we sent stuff to like Jamie and Mike and they were like, you know, no reply, <laughs> you know, because they were just busy. Okay. And it was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it was like, okay, you know, I guess, you know, and uh, that was it. So we, we just carried on writing. And then 2018, we got together and wrote the record and recorded most of the record. And then I was just having a hard time when I, I couldn't seem to sit down and write and finish it. Like it was all pretty much all done. All I had to do was mix it. But I was so busy just trying to provide for my family and trying to just kind of, build something new that no devotion just seemed like the last thing I should be doing. So, you know, I, I, I neglected it completely. You know, I was, you know, and like Jeff would check in patiently like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I should, it's not. I should probably do this. Yeah. It's not going at all. You know? So he would fly down every couple of months and we would like mix a song. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I always had like a heavy heart, you know, cause I really wanted to do it, but I just was like, I, Feel like i shouldn't be doing this i feel like i should be dad and i just should be providing for my family mm. and anytime i take anytime i put on no devotion means i'm not providing you know what i mean and, you know being in the music business right now for anybody is, is beyond fucking tough mm. and uh, i you know I was, I was terrified like after no after lost profits you know everybody thinks you're a millionaire it's like we didn't we were broke like you know the the, the sad reality about being in a touring band is you know one year you might have tons of money the next year you won't have anything because it's freelance basically and anybody who's freelance knows that, you know, you might cut like a hundred thousand dollar check one year and next year you don't make anything. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I made a hundred thousand dollars last year. Oh, good for you. It's like, what did you make the next two years? Uh, $2. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. but all anybody sees is the big win, you know? And it's like, oh, he's successful. So we were at a point where we were just, you know, we had no money at all. And then we, we found out like, any money we did have, he installed from us anyway. So, you know, oh we, God. we basically like, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of the last prophecy thing, you know, we, we called our like business manager and we're like, you know, how long do we have? And he's like, Hey, three months, three months, three months of wages. That was it. Mm. You know? So, you know, so it was, you know, so, you know, wow. th- we had all that going on and it was just like, so those three months we're like, okay, we better make a fucking record. <laughs> so, get it. Get on it. <laughs> You know, so it definitely, yeah, sort of lit a fire under my ass. So, yeah, so the next, you know, the next time we started, I was, you know, my wife is, you know, she provides for the family. She's she's the breadwinner, basically, because, you know, like, I'm a musician. 
you know and right. so I, I try to provide as much as i can but no matter how hard i work you still don't make enough money you know because nobody mm. values music anymore but that's a whole other thing yeah I hear <laughs> you. you know you know and you know like there's always the argument of like well there's plenty of money in music but it's being made by you know 20 people you, you know what i mean it's like right yeah. you know it's you know and you know but i'm yeah that's like i said that's a whole other argument or a whole other episode i should say but um that's the mindset i was in and i'm still in you know you know it's like provide 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 so yeah anyway so that's why that record took so long everyone's like where the fuck is the record i'm like i don't know you want to fucking <laughs> you want to you want to find me some money so i can finish pay, it pay for it <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's, it's, it's tough you know what i mean it's you know then it's like you can't do that you know what i mean i don't want to tell people that do you know what i mean so yeah you know th- but that's 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 the harsh reality you know just being in a band it's like that's why so many bands are breaking up mm. you know it's just it's just tough to do it now yeah you anyway. um you posted uh, quite a, an open and emotional kind of uh, Instagram post when the album came out, um, right? Explaining about your self doubt and, and depression, yeah, relating yeah. to the to the record, um, yeah. Do you, can you kind of elaborate ever so slightly on that? Yeah, I mean, the the, the thing is, where to start? You know what I mean? It's like, mm. um, like. Yeah, I, I've always kind of had depression. I've always had self-doubt. And, you know, I think any kind of artist does really, you know what I mean? You're putting yourself out on display for everybody. And like, and the, like I said, the, the, the fun thing about Lost Profits was it, it kind of didn't feel like ours mm-hmm. in a way that it was easier to disconnect from yourself in that. You know what I mean? Like like I said, we, we took it all as kind of like a, we didn't take it as a joke, but kind of, you know what I mean? Like I said, it was so ridiculous that it just felt like it was happening to other people. You know, so okay. it was almost like it almost felt like I was acting a little bit. You know, you know what I mean, in some kind of way. Right. You know, like you know, not in not in like a you know disingenuous way, but just it just felt so kind of like unreal, and you know that it was easier to kind of like process all that. But like I said, with this stuff, it was you know this is so personal to me, and it's you know it's a lot harder to listen to, I guess, if you're expecting Lost Profits Part Two. You know what I mean? And sure. um, you know having you know, having children and just trying to, you know, just trying to provide and just trying to, you know, feel like you you have any kind of self-worth, you know, when you're a musician, it's like, like I said, it's just really hard these days, you know, it, mm. it's just, you're not making any money, you know, really, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it is a glorified hobby for a lot of people, you know, it's, you know, like everyone complains, like, oh, there's so many variations of the vinyl. It's like, there has to be, because that's the only way we can fund things, you know? It's yeah. like, and I appreciate everybody who buys different versions of vinyl, you know? And I, and I just see it as a way of like, you know, you're supporting people when you do that, you know? And it's kind of like, it might be, some people might see it as like a gross way to support people, but like, it's, what else am I going to do? Just ask you for money? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's like, because <laughs> I'm not going to from streaming, you know? It's, but like, you know, yeah, that, that's a lot of argument, but I just, I always just, I always want to just do the best job I can. I always want to like have something. I always want to kind of bring something meaningful to a conversation, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, it, and to me, that's I. I don't know. I just kind of grew up in Wales, which is a very kind of like as much as I love Wales, it's a very kind of punching down kind of mentality. You okay. know what I mean? So like, I always feel like I have to kind of apologize for like wanting to do things in my life. You know what I mean? You know, it's, 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 you know, it's like, Hey, I, I actually want to try and, you know, emote, you know, like, you know, reach out to other people and kind of connect. And it's like, 
who do you think you are? Why, why do you think you can do that? What makes you special? You know what I mean? And oh, it's like that, interesting. Ho- that horrible kind of like, I don't even know if it's like, I don't even know if it's like imposter syndrome. It's more of just the kind of like, you know, like what makes you think you're so fucking good? Wow. You know, and you know, and that's, that's just ingrained into me from growing up in Wales, you mm. know? And, um, you know, it's kind of like, don't leave the tribe, don't leave the valley, don't leave the street, don't, don't upset the status quo. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, everything will be okay if everybody just does the same thing every day, you know? Yeah. And I, I, to me, I was just like, I, I can't, I can't live with that. I can't live in that kind of society. I can't be in a place which wants to keep me down, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I love Wales, you know, and like, I'm not trying to, you know, that's not everyone and that's not everywhere, but that is unfortunately what I grew up, that's what it was like. And, I just felt like I was going to die there. You know, you know what I mean? Just unfulfilled. Mm. And I had to get out there. But unfortunately, you know, if I'm not listening, like I have to listen to music all the time. Or I have to listen to podcasts. Or I, have, I have to listen to audiobooks when I walk my dog. I do anything. Because if I just start to think on my own, it gets dark real quick. You know mm. what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's sad. You know what I mean? But that's just, that's just the way it is for me. I just get really dark. And, you know, I think people don't like me. You know what I mean? It starts to really spiral, you know? And, mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of lock myself into like a room. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you know, and especially after the, you know, the whole thing with the band where like, you know, everybody thought like I was complicit. You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, death threats yeah. from my children, death threats from me. Oh, it, you know, it, it was, it was just a fucking, you know, just, and I, you know, and I understood why people thought that because, you know, I, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're in a band with them. Of course you do. It's like, mm. you have no idea how this dynamic works. And I can't explain it to you because it's so far out of your like realm of, of like thinking what it's like to be in a band. You know what I mean? Like everybody thinks being in a band is being glamorous. And I hate that fucking cliche, but like, it's, it's a job. You, you know what I mean? It's a fucking, it's a job. And it's just like any other job. It's, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I get to sit in Portland right now and I'm talking to you on the phone instead of like, working down the mines like my dad had to but like it's still I, you know what i mean it still takes a lot out of your life it takes a lot out of your fucking psyche you know and sure it's a lot you know it's a lot you know it's like we pay for the good times with like you know the lows you know and the lows are pretty low mm. you know like you know emo- well i mean i think a lot of people who make music need to express something you know and you know there's you know i and i think a lot of that comes from where I'm coming from, you know, like a, a, a you know, a, a desire to meet other people, a desire to like maybe say something which touches other people so they, they understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, to be understood, to connect, you know, and that's what it's always been about me. And like to me, like Lost Prophets is more like a kind of like a if if like if No Devotion is like an indie is like an indie movie, you know, black and white, then Lost Prophets is more like a Michael Bay movie. You know what I mean? It was like, let's blow <laughs> shit up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, look at look how cool this is. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of ridiculous, right? It's like it's like a Fast and Furious movie. It's like, yo, we don't run into fucking the space shuttle right now. How crazy yeah. is this? You know what I mean? And it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But but we but we came from like a hardcore background, so it was kind of right. like a, it was you know what I mean? It was it was a weird kind of mix of ridiculousness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But in in I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we did, but we we had something and we were doing something right. You know? And uh, anyway. Yeah, it, it's been really tough for me. <laughs> There's no long answer, and uh, I could talk about I could talk about me forever. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, thank That'd you. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we really no. appreciate you um, being so honest and open with us. Thank you. Yeah.
No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. So, so <laughs> and everybody, and everybody listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you feel now? The 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 new album is out. It's a cracker. I by mean, the way. thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, people seem to understand what we're trying to say, you know, and um, that's enough for me. You know, like I, I'm so glad people, you know, and it, it, like I said, it's a tough kind of record for a lot of mm. people because they just want lost profits again, and a lot of people just want Thursday. You know, mm. and it's a very kind of like when, you know, there's a lot of like Portishead influence in there. There's a lot of, you know, like kind of like I love noise and I've always been attracted to like accidents in music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that in there. There's a lot of like randomness. There's a lot of, you know what I mean? Like I'm really just trying to like make, you know, like, like I told Jeff, I wanted this to be the most Jeff record it can be. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want you to like fully go for it. And then, you know, I, I did the same thing for myself. I was like, Stuart, like, you know, talking to myself because you know, because <laughs> that's, sure. that's healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you've got to do what you, you know, fuck where anybody else thinks. Just do do the record you want, you know. And you know, that's where a lot of the, the kind of work comes from, you know, because it's like, what if people don't like me, you know? And it's you know, it's right. you know, and and as a grown up, that's such a pathetic thing. I feel like it sounds like, but it's like we can all relate to that, you know. It's like, yeah. what if you know what if you know everything i'm doing is fucking a joke what if i'm deluded you know like you know and it's you know it, it's you know it's that's a lot to take especially as you get older and you have kids you know you're like anytime i put into the band i'm taken away from my family you know so it's you know to me like you know the last 10 years has been all about just being a family you know being being dad you know making sure i'm raising my kids right making sure i'm there for them you know because you know, I wasn't there for a few years, you know, just because, you know, from maybe 2013 to 2015, I was, you know, I was, I was there, mm. <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't in the room. You know what I mean? I was, you yeah. know, I was like, you know, my kids would be telling me something like, that's nice, honey. You know, it's like, you know, just completely off, you know, and like, right. you know, so I'm trying to just, you know, and I, you know, that, that was, that was a lot for me to just kind of, you know, be there for them, you know? So, and I, hopefully they didn't notice that I was completely in another world because at that age, they were in another world too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, let's play a song off No Oblivion. It's hard to okay. choose one because they're all bangers, but have you got any Thank favorites? Um, let's play No Oblivion. Um, a, a good friend of ours sang on the the, the chorus with it, the pre-chorus that had the fortune from a band called wax idols which i love and she's fucking incredible she's she needs to be fucking doing she needs to be out there doing more <laughs> she's she's probably the, the the coolest fucking you know one of the coolest like artists i know so uh, i'm super honored to have her on this song so yeah let's let's play that one brilliant well this is no oblivion by no devotion. Um, so we wanted to kind of finish up uh, the interview by kind of talking about what you're doing right now, really, which is uh, playing with Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. How did that? So how did you kind of join up with the band? Yeah. Um, well, I was in the, another band with a singer, which helps. <laughs> Right, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, know. I mean, no. yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, um, now they got back together in 2000. They got back together in uh, 2016, mm -hmm. and um, it was you know the, the note of what we just won the you know the the album of the year thing, and at that point 
Jeff was like hooked on heroin, you know, so right. we, we didn't realize he was hooked on heroin. So he, he starts back the Thursday thing. Obviously, you know, they, they managed to kind of, you know, talk things over, you know, and get things together. And they toured mm-hmm. for a couple of shows. And then Tim, the original bass player, who's still the bass player on Thursday um, and will be forever, um, just just from 2004 onwards, he just anxiety or whatever just stopped mm. him one tour. He just couldn't tour any further than like, you know, his um, like the close shows, you know. And like he was a young dad too, so he also didn't want to be on tour, you know. And uh, so when it came time to them actually doing like a full reunion shoot tour, you know, the the manager asked me to do it because he's like Jeff trusts you, you know, and I, you know, and you know we trust you to come in and can you kind of you know, be like a positive influence in the band, you know, mm. when we tour, you know, so, you know, I learned the songs and, you know, I, I think the guys might've been a little bit wary because, you know, the band I was in, you know, before that, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, right. you know, but, but luckily that that's never been an issue and it's never been brought up and, you know, it's, it, I mean, I love Thursday, you know, like I'm so fucking honored to play with them and they're the best dudes and uh, it just, feels like a really good fit you know what i mean whenever we're on stage and now like like tom the original the other original guitarist like has his own things going on you know like like i said we're all grown-ups right now and it's right a lot harder to be in bands when you're a grown-up you know uh, you know yeah. with families and like you know like i'm like you know my kids are like a little older you know and, and you know i spend enough time kind of at home with my kids to like kind of be able to go off for a couple of weeks here and there you know mm. um so but now we have norm from texas the reason playing guitar with us as well and like you know like texas reason another band which was like a huge influence on like lost profits and uh, we used to cover one of their songs at one point and you know we covered like save the bay and everything as well back then but anyway um so it's just like a really great family to be on tour with right now you know and um that's it's just it's just the best to play with them you know so yeah like it's they're just the, the best dudes. So I just I just feel so honored to be trusted to play with them. <laughs> wow. No, I think it's I think what Thursday are doing is so um sort of incredible and honest by like, look, we want to tour. Everyone's still in the band, but like they can't make it, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's like it's, and I think that's like, great. Yeah, like it, it, it's it's become like a really cool, like extended family, you know? It's right. like you know, it's like you have Thursday, then you have No Devotion, now you have LS Dunes, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. you know, then you have, you know, My Chemical Romance are connected through like, you know, Jeff producing the first, you know what I mean? Like um, My Chemical Romance record, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, we have this great kind of like family, you know, around us and we all kind of dip in and help out whenever we can. Like the last two live records Thursday, just put I mixed, you know what I mean? You know, like mm-hmm. we're all trying to, like Steve just did a video for the LS Dunes. I just mixed the song for them. You know what I mean? We're all trying Amazing. to keep this kind of in, in like a cool kind of like collective together, you know? So some shows Tim will play, some shows I'll play, you know, like 90% of them, 95% of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's never weird or, or anything. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just, we're all trying to make this happen, you know? And, you know, I, I think at this point, you know, some people are being like, well, Thursday still touring the same thing. It's like, but we booked these shows in, to, you know 2020 <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right. people, people forget there was a pandemic for two years and we couldn't play you know what i mean so it's you know it's like you know that's why we're still touring in this album you know like i know they want to write and do things it's just 
trying to find the time again is hot. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, so yeah, it's that, you know, we're, we're, we're touring the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a great fucking like collection to be with, you know? And like I said, the best dudes, like you had to play with Tucker every day where you interviewed, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the fucking greatest, you know? Like, yes, so yes, like, <laughs> like I said, get, get in the hangout with Norm every day who like, you know, like antimatter and everything, you know, he was in like new and original, you know, like right. fuck, the guy's a fucking legend. Like again, just to fucking be with people like that every day. It's like, like, you know, in a, in a, like lost profits ending for me has actually introduced me to the people I always wanted to surround myself with. You know what I mean? You know, cause right. one, one of the, one of the problems about being in a quote unquote, like successful, you know, not that those aren't successful, but like we were seen as like shiny successful band. You know what I mean? Like a very mm. slick major label band. And, you know, we were never a band's band. You know what I mean? We were a fan's band. Right. You know what I mean? I, you know, and like, you know and i always kind of felt like i missed out on kind of like hanging out with other bands because there's some kind of like i wouldn't say like snobbery but you know what i mean there's some kind of like distrust of bands you know what i mean maybe maybe not so much anymore but back in the 2000s you know what i mean it was very like oh you're on a major label yeah you guys are fucking sellouts you know what (laughs) i mean so i always kind of had that kind of like chip on my shoulder coming from a very kind of like body indie kind of like music background you know what i mean mm-hmm. to then be like this fucking you know seen as this plastic kind of like major label guy you know what i mean was like well that's not who i am you mm-hmm. know but i guess i don't really have the choice in saying i'm not that because that's what i'm doing you know so right. you know it's like i'm not i'm not that but that's what i'm doing every day so i guess that's what i am you know so you know it was kind of like weird duality for me you know to kind of be like this isn't really who i am but I'm super grateful to be here and I'm super grateful. You know, you know, you know, it was a really yes. kind of weird kind of like, you know, cognitive dissonance almost. You know what I mean? Where you're just trying to, ah, okay. I guess people hate me because I'm on a major label. Oh, okay. You know, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's like, it's, oh, oh, okay, cool. All right. All right. Cool. You know, all right. Yeah. I can't really do it. I can't do anything to change that. You know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really it's you know. so that the major label thing is so funny looking back on it now. I know, what, I know. What, what an insanely massive deal it was, like in the nineties, yeah. early noughties. Yeah, because because it, yeah. it's funny. It's like it, I mean, if you look at Lost Province, it's like yeah, you know, we did the first record ourselves, right? Then we got off. Then we got off with like you know to do a record with Eric Valentine, who did like the Dwarves, Queens of Stone Age, and Good Charlotte. We're like and Smash Mouth. <laughs> We're right. like, I mean, I mean, if if he can do that wider range, like he can definitely do us. You know what I mean? Right. And that guy's a fucking genius. So like, just getting to be in like the vicinity of people like that is like incredible. You know. So we wanted to do the next record with him, but he couldn't do it. So we, as a joke, we said, let's get Bob Rock to do it, just for the label. We're like Bob Rock, you know, trying to think of the biggest producer we could who is like right. Rick Rubin. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they like, they're like, Bob, Bob loves the demos. He's in. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me? You know. So we made this slick fucking Bob Rock record because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? It's like, hell yeah. You know, let's make a record with Bob Rock. Then we went in to make a record with another guy um, who does like a lot of pop punk stuff. And, you know, it didn't, it just, it just didn't feel right, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. it felt very major label and it felt very slick. And it was like, yeah, this party would be huge, but like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Nothing, nothing against the guy who did it. He was just doing what he does. You know what I mean? And like, 
then we shouldn't have fucking hired him really you know what i mean you know it's like so the next record we did us i did it i did it myself you know what i mean it's like how many fucking major label bands you know produce themselves after sacking a guy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's like we were always we were always fucking trying to be you know what i mean we we're always just trying to follow our fucking noses and things you know and uh yeah, it was, it's, it's, you know, it was a crazy band, crazy fucking band, you know? And yeah, then we did a record with Ken Andrews, who I was like a huge failure fan, you know? So like to work right. with him was a fucking dream. But like I said, at that point, you know, I don't think we could save anything. Like we were like bolting songs together. You know what I mean? It was just, we had some really good songs, but, uh, you know, the fucking singer in the band didn't want to do any of those for whatever reason. You know what I mean? So it was like... Yeah. Okay, let's pull together a song from fucking 2001 that we wrote. You know what I mean? That you like. You, you know what I mean? It just, it just ends up like that last record was fucking terrible, you know? But, um, <laughs> you know, like, we right. need that. We yeah, need, I hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and like, that's nothing to do with Ken, you know? Like, Ken, like, I was like, Ken, I want you to help us write because, like, his chord structures are always cool and he has such a great, you know, he has such great taste, you know, and mm. like, Halfway through, he's like, dude, I can't do anything for you guys. I was like, I know, man. I'm so fucking, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, he was the best, you know? And he was just like, I was like, I'm sorry to do this to you, dude. You know? And, uh, you know, yeah, it was just tough, you know? And I, I was just hoping, like, we could really fucking revitalize the band with someone as fucking creative and cool as that, you know? But, you know, as far as Ian was concerned, like, him being in failure, which is like a fucking classic all-time band yeah. wasn't big enough because like how many hits has he had you know what i mean mm. i'm like you're judging like his criteria on like how many hits he's had it's like he hasn't had any hits but he's wrote some of the best music i've ever fucking heard yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like isn't that enough yeah you know so that's kind of what we were dealing with you know so that sounds extremely so, difficult yes 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 anyway there you go <laughs> um Thank you so much for talking to us. This has been such a pleasure. <laughs> my my pleasure, man. Thank you um, for listening. And <laughs> yeah, we'd like we 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 would we were kind of assuming we'd go out with like a Thursday song just because it Perfect. feels appropriate. Is there yeah. anything on the current set list you'd like can't wait to play every night? Um so many. <laughs> you know what? Um, we, haven't, we, haven't for, we, have, we haven't played it for a while. Because we've been doing Fall Collapse, but we did it the other night. And when we did it, I was like, we got to play this every fucking day for the workforce drowning. You got to play for the workforce drowning. That song yeah. is such a fucking banger. Oh, like, yeah. Like it, that song is fucking unreal. So, yeah, like that song times 10. <laughs> put it on 10 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can do that. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're in charge. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, dude. Thank Stuart you so Richardson. much. You guys are fucking Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Love that. Thank you. And this will be for the workforce drowning. Uh, wow. That was a great chat. I um I really enjoyed that. What a love, what a lovely man. Yep. I feel incredibly sad about all the nonsense he's had to put up with in life. Me too. Not into that at all. Um but like to bring it like I loved when he was talking about the current kind of Thursday My Chemical Romance family mm, like that, that sounds, sounds nice. it sounds awesome and I feel I'm like really... we're, we're kind of 
getting in on that yeah in my mind <laughs> yeah me too me too me too in my mind with it in my mind with it too um just need um somebody from my chemical romance to come on the uh, podcast just saying just throwing that one out there to the universe yes um, frank, frank reply frank, reply um, to me <laughs> but we'll, we'll take any any of you lads it's fine um uh amazing please yeah please there's some positivity in there and like and like it just it's never um what like the inside of it is never what you imagine from the outside yeah absolutely it's it's such it was such a i don't really know what to say it was such a um an insight into what the reality was behind what we could see yes does that make sense yeah massively because i think as he was saying it felt from the outside like they were so glossy and successful yeah. that you just assumed there could be no turmoil because they must have been getting everything they wanted and blah, 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 blah. And, like, just fascinating to see how, like, like the absolute difficulty of even, like, trying to get a song written. When you've got someone like Ian in the band. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds... Um, I, I could feel how hard that must have been. Yeah, it must have been exhausting, even in the early years. Um, yeah. <laughs> so but what a brilliant chat. What an insight. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. An amazing guy. Yeah. And I wish him all the success with his studio. We didn't really get to talk about the studio too much, but um, yeah, I hope he has huge success with that and makes loads of money for sure buy some vinyl <laughs> yeah everyone go and buy uh vinyl by i mean how's it work now the band pay him and then that's kind of it isn't it that's how producers work he wouldn't get uh, money from sales of albums no it depends on the deal i think i think depends on the depends on how the thing is structured okay we're getting back on and I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll ask him. I'll, I'll message him. You, uh... <laughs> By the way, we would yeah, like we to can... give you some money. How do we do this? <laughs> Buy a no devotion t-shirt. Yeah, do that. Buy merch. The answer is always buy merch. And funnily enough, you know who also has some merch? Who's that, That's James? That's right. Emo Dead Podcast. Emo Dead Podcast. We've got merch link in the bio you know what else you can do you can give us a little rating while you're there while you're clicking that follow button if you're not familiar with um the world famous emo dad podcast the rule of the rating is more than four less than five that's important more than um, four less than five you've changed the rules more than four less than five is that what it said yeah how many times have i done this now too many 70 what are we on do we know what know. number we're on like 80 million <laughs> yeah so we're, because we're in the 80s now i've definitely not got this right more than four less than six that's, that's the, the gag that's the rules do that 
um, go onto Instagram and watch some hilarious content. Yeah. Uh, that that we're putting up at the moment. <laughs> it's all just nonsense, but you know, we 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 find it entertaining, which we, is all that matters. That's all that ever time. mattered with this podcast. Correct, correct. We're just having a good time, and that's the main thing. Um, one day we'll go viral. <laughs> one day, <laughs> need to speak to Rory about that and see how yeah, how you do can. it every she, week. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's just she. She has a simple, she, she knows the internet. Mm. No, no, we don't have, um, yeah. I think dress, dress your husband up as a giant baby. That's one thing she did. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, send us an email like it's the 90s. We've got an email account, email.podcast.gmail.com. Tip jar. If you've enjoyed tonight and you want to leave us a tip, like we're a kind of like um, sardonic bar staff, who's been there all night, like, mopping up drunk puke. What? Um, <laughs> what are you talking I, about? I'm just trying to say we're, like, hard-working people and, like, you can leave some cash in the pint that's on the jar, the, ah, the, okay. the, the thing. That's my. That's where I'm going with it. We'll send a third like, to uh, Stu. <laughs> we genuinely will do that. If anyone puts any money in our tip jar account, link in the bio, we will send a third of it to Stu. That's real. Um, tip jar. What else have we got? Merch. Talked about merch. Mm. Oh, the um, the the thing, the Discord. Oh uh, yeah, we discovered that um, recently that the link to the Discord in the bio was broken. But no one told us. No one told us. And or no also, one clicked on it. Like people were still turning up. Yeah, we don't know how. So well Could done. They- it's like they kind of walked into the wrong room and then we didn't let them leave. <laughs> that, that, that actually explains quite a lot. Yeah. Um, go- <laughs> so we have a Discord, we have a chat, we have a chat room, come and make some friends. Um, like, it's fun in there. Like, there's not like a huge crowd, so it's not intimidating. It's like going into like your local rock bar mm. without on a, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, without it being as awful as local rock bars normally are. Apologise to local rock bars. Um, come have some fun. Occasionally, we're in there. Yeah, actually, yeah, we're in there quite a lot. If you're talking Every about um, TV dating programs, <laughs> <laughs> I avoid that section. Um, I think that's it. I think that is it. So, um. I've got a song we can end with. Well, well I, don't, I don't own the song. I, I have an idea for a song. Oh, that's say. good. Because I hadn't realised, I'd forgotten that that was a, a task that we were going to have to do. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just doing it on the fly. Um, so thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that, that chat with Stu. Um, and this is Starlins by No Devotion. <laughs>